So, well, uh, my name is Mikey Dren, and this is my first podcast, and with me now is Gavin Hoolan. How are you, Mike? How's things, bud? Good, and you? Yeah, flying it, man. Flying yeah. it. Can't, can't complain. Good, yeah. Uh, first podcast now, so I said I have to, have to get the, an old childhood friend on. <laughs> yeah, we go, go back years. Go, go back, back years, so I yeah. So, um, yeah, so look, sure we can start off there with, obviously, the, um, talking off It'll be the soccer podcast, so I'm going to start off with, obviously you start with Evergreen. Yeah, that's right. And then you went off to Cherry Archer then. And then, so how did you get, how did you get spotted from there? Um, yeah, like you said, just obviously, would have been obviously playing with Evergreen since I was, I don't know, under 10s or something like that. Um, and then obviously, you probably know yourself, you kind of work your way up to the age groups and then... It, it was just it, it was one of them like I think everyone was kind of going to Dublin at the time if, if they wanted to get across get across to the UK that's where all the most of the scouts and stuff were so um, I knew at the time I had to go to Dublin and um, play up there if I wanted to have an opportunity of getting across the water and um, yeah signed for Cherry Orchard when I was under I think it was under 14 I, I would have been um, and then yeah I had, I had two years there before I eventually got to move across yeah, yeah, because I remember you went up. I think there was a few that went up at the time. I think remember Ronan went up with you, your cousin, and uh, Dara Walsh as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there was a few of us. Uh, a few different teams. Yeah, just re- recruiting a few, <laughs> a few, uh, a few of the Kilkenny boys. So um, no, it was good. Like obviously, yeah, I used to travel up and down with Dara because um, yeah, it was it was a lot of traveling at the time. You look back now, and his mom and my mom were you know trekking up and down that road, and that was. That was even before the like the new motorway and everything came in, so it was, God, it was about two and a half hours to Dublin. It like I don't know, we used to go what three three uh, three days a week, so it was um it was some going really, but um yeah, look, luckily it paid off in the end. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. So it's, especially doing that, it's a, it's a lot of commitment, and obviously it worked out for you. And you went on and signed with Hull City then at the age of sixteen. So um, mm-hmm. how did that how did that come about? Yeah, like I said, just obviously playing um, playing for Cherry Orchard, and um, I had a few clubs like watching me at the time, um, and Hull were one of them, and went on a few trials to, to different clubs, and um, and obviously the Hull Hull as well, and that was just the one. Well, they probably made the best offer out, out of anyone, and it was it was probably the one that I felt most comfortable with as well. Um, so yeah, they just kind of made me feel at home. So it was just it was just. You know, it was a pretty easy choice because it's a big move to make, Mike. Like you know that yourself. Obviously, you're moving away from friends and family, so you need to make sure you know where you're going is, is somewhere that you could see yourself possibly settling for, for like a for the future or whatever. So, um, yeah, that obviously came into consideration when when I made my choice. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a massive thing. I think when like as you said, like you want to know like where you're going, you want to be settled, and obviously the right the right offer is the right thing as well. But to make sure that. The club really looks after you as well, and remember, sure, moving into digs and all that stuff, and um, yeah, it was it, it's, it was tough at the start. Um, did you like did you adjust in easy or was it kind of a, a bit of time settling in? No, yeah, look, I think I think any 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 young Irish lad that goes over will find it difficult at the start. I did anyway, um, but yeah, it was just one of them. You just kind of had to get through that kind of bedding in pe- period where. You know, um, it was just about set, settling in. Like you know yourself, you go to a new place, you're meeting new people, and but once you um, once you get your feet under the table, you start obviously feeling a bit more comfortable. And 
I suppose coming out of your shell a bit more and making friends um, on the team and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it took me a couple of months, but luckily enough, I, I settled pretty pretty quickly um, compared to some people that go over. So um, yeah, and once I did that, then I never really looked back. Yeah, yeah. Cause I remember when you signed, Hull got promoted, didn't they, to the Premier League? Yeah, that's right. I literally signed that season, and they got yeah, they got promoted to the Prem. So um, yeah, yeah, there was a massive buzz around the club at that stage. Yeah, I remember that. And then, well, Phil Brown was the manager at the time, wasn't he? Yeah, Phil Brown. Yeah, yeah. He was a he was a character to say the least, man. Yeah, I'd say there's a few characters there. Jimmy Butler was there as well, wasn't he? he was Jimmy? Jimmy was there. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was crackers, man. Absolutely crackers. We were just. You'd just be howling at him every every lunchtime, just in the canteen, just some of the stuff he used to come out with and do, and be playing pranks on people. Like so, yeah, he was he was good value. Like, yeah. Have you got any funny stories for us about either of them, even Phil Brown or Jimmy Bullard? I'd say the lads, I'd say a few people want to hear a few stories about, especially Jimmy Bullard. Um, the, the only one, the one I can think of, like, it just sticks out in my head. It was, um. At the time, it was he had had a bit of a falling out with the, with Phil Brown, um, and there was a bit of tension going on or whatever. And we obviously had the dartboard in the canteen um, where we'd all eat, and he was there playing with one of the lads. Um, and the gaffer came in. I think the, the gaffer had said something like, "Can you get your agent to give me a call?" Like just kind of real bluntly or whatever. And you know the fly obviously on top of the dart, like. So he's obviously took the the fly off the off the actual dart itself. <laughs> he's gone. Gaffer, catch this! So he's threw it towards him. So the gaffer thinks there's a, a dart coming towards his head, <laughs> and he's absolutely like he's he's ducked like absolutely shit himself. And uh, yeah, it was brilliant, man. Everyone was just absolutely howling. And then he was like into the office now. So he just dragged him into the office. So. And the, the rest of us were just cracking up, laughing like it was, oh, it was funny, man. Oh, oh, that's that's brilliant. Oh, there's. That's it. <laughs> There's, there's more as well. I just I'd say probably, probably you can't say much of them. I'd say, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a few. Um, yeah, uh, obviously, then you went into Hull. You start training with the. Did you train with the first team much then? Um, when I first moved over, not really, because we were in a different, different training base. Um, to the first team, but then obviously once I, uh, finished my my YTS, um, obviously signed my first pro contract, and then then you're kind of up with the. With the first team at the you know the first team training ground, so yeah, yeah, I train I'm pretty regular uh, from that point. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's me. It's, it's tough when you go over, especially trying to train and all that stuff, isn't it? And going up and like I remember even my first training session, I got an absolute bulking off um, Cillian Petrov. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, I was. It was something that I'll, ne- I'll never forget. Like a young lad, I just I didn't really know anything. I was, yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. only a first year and that, and uh, I was a scared thing, but. It kind of quickly put me in my place and put my head down in that. But um, yeah, you made the bench then for an FA Cup game, didn't you? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we played. Um, I think it was Wigan in the FA Cup. That was my first. That was my first time on the bench. I think. Um, so yeah, didn't think that on unfortunately. But after that, then I obviously was was in and around the, the you know the first team squad traveling. Um, for, I don't know, maybe a quarter of the season, kind of like just in the squad, but. Not obviously making that, making that step of of actually getting on the pitch, which was which was pretty frustrating at the time. But um, it was obviously like brilliant to be involved and see the way things work at that level. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like especially people that don't really know, like it's the whole experience of actually traveling. Like you're traveling on the bus, you have chefs on there with you. You have your like you have tables on it. You have just kitchens and all that on it. It's it's yeah, pretty yeah. surreal, isn't it? Especially when you're with first team players and see how they deal with like traveling and, and stuff like that 
no, yeah, massively. Like I suppose when you when you think back to you've gone from that to from the you know the evergreen days where you're traveling on a little minibus and stuff like that. So um, yeah, no, it's like it's a massive massive step up and in everything, just like the whole culture of the place and. Um, yeah, I suppose it's just it's just part and parcel, but you just have to try and get used to it as quick as you can. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like, did anyone feel make you feel welcome? Not like when you're on the on the bus, because no, it's that daunting experience when you walk on and you're like, oh shit, where where do I sit? I'm not going to sit in anyone's spot or. Yeah, yeah. Know. Ah, well, no. Like to be fair, we had we had some good lads at whole like at the time, and some of the you know the, the senior pros were, were decent, like um, like Nick Barmby and stuff. Obviously, looked after us, and we had. Paul McShane was obviously there at the time, so Mac obviously looked after a lot of the Irish lads. Um, yeah, so and then obviously Robbie Brady came in on loan, um, and obviously I would have I would have played with Robbie in the underage Irish team. So um, yeah, they obviously just kind of made you feel as welcome as, as possible because I suppose they, like they would have been there once upon a time as well when you're kind of working in, walking into that first team environment. It's it's pretty daunting, like so. Um, yeah, I think they understood it and tried to make me feel as comfortable as possible. Like, yeah, yeah, that's good, especially when you know, especially when there's Irish lads there. I think they know the whole, like, daunting experience of it of coming on. And I suppose it's good that yeah, you have you had players like that that could help you kind of join, like, kind of join in and make you feel welcome. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Because like, like I said, they've been they've been there and they've done it. They've moved away from home and they were similar ages, like, so they know uh, they know what that feeling's like. And you know, I suppose when they were that age, they would have hoped um, to have somebody to kind of put their arm around them and, and make them feel welcome. So, um, and that's obviously what I've always tried to do. If there was ever, whatever club I've been at, um, or even, even at home when there was a young lad who's kind of come in, come into the youth team f- from Ireland or even from, from Northern Ireland or something like that, just trying to put my arm around them and kind of make them feel welcome. Like, as like I said, I've been in those shoes before. Yeah, that's me. It's always good. And player, players always, they always notice that as well. They always kind of take... Like especially when you come in and they have lads there, if the Irish lads or whatever, and you come around and you say, "Look, if you need it," and I think they really yeah. appreciate it, and it does yeah. make it settle in that bit better. Even even players came on trial and that. Yeah. Some of the Irish lads. No, definitely. Now, look, like, should sure, you probably know yourself, like once you're once you're happy, then obviously it affects your football, and if you're unhappy, then that definitely affects your football as well, and you obviously don't perform to your to your maximum level. Like, so I think it's important to be happy off the pitch to get the right results on the pitch so you know if you can if you can help help a young lad out by doing that then then obviously you're going to do it yeah exactly it's all the all the small things that matter and um well uh so you left hull in 2012 then uh how would you feel about that no like kind of being kind of released in that and then joining alfrington town after having a few trials with other clubs like what was that kind of feeling like yeah it was look it was tough like at the time because I suppose when you're in that kind of bubble you think you don't really think of anything outside well I didn't anyway I didn't think of of, of playing for anyone outside of Hull at the time because I'd I'd been there five years and I was well settled obviously met met the missus over there as well so it kind of felt like the end of the world at the time um so yeah it was it was difficult to take but then yeah like I said it was just it was one of them you just kind of have to get on there dust yourself down and you know obviously uh, trial at a few clubs which which again isn't nice you're going into a new environment and there's a lot of pressure and that that comes with that um trying to earn a contract elsewhere and um yeah look i I ended up having to sign for alfred at the time which was probably probably a level i didn't really want to be at but i was you know i was kind of struggling to get anything great elsewhere and um i think i only spent a couple of months there before i kind of thought you know i need to go home and come back to the league of ireland and 
you know, start playing again, get some games under my belt and I suppose get my confidence back again. So that was probably the best decision I made overall. Like, Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, like, Did you feel like there was any help for you? No, after you got released, say, by, by Hull, like, was there any help there, do you think, for you or even for other players that, that left? Because I remember that my, when, I, when I left Villa, obviously I, I went over and signed with Shamrock Rovers in the League of Ireland, but I felt like there wasn't really that that kind of help there for you. Like, it was just like, yeah, you're, you're going there, you're gone. It's literally, it just happens in the blink of an eye. Yeah, look, I, I suppose that's that's something that's been kind of like highlighted over the years is, is you know, when players do get let go from, from clubs at young ages and that, is there that, is there that kind of structure in place for them to, to obviously bounce back and, and, and deal with the disappointment of being, of being let go from a club and, you know, from just speaking from my, my experience at Hull, it was, yeah, it was kind of like, you were kind of out on your own. It was like, yeah, all the best. Thanks for your efforts. Um, and that was about it. What I will say is there was a few obviously senior players at the club. Kevin Kilban was at the club at the time. And again, like I said previously, he was obviously one of the Irish lads who would have looked after me and always put an arm around me. And um, he, he obviously, you know, obviously once I got released, he phoned a lot of clubs and got me into a lot of clubs training and stuff like that, which is obviously something that I really appreciated at the time because, um, yeah, like I suppose when you when you get let go and you haven't really had many or any first team experiences behind you, it's it's, it's difficult to, to, to walk into another club, even if it's lower down the league. So I needed a bit of help at the time and he was probably the only one that really, really kind of gave me that at the time. So that's something I'll always, always uh, appreciate from him. Yeah, excellent. Remember then you went back after that, then you went and signed with, with Drottelion in the League of Ireland and like, did you? How did you feel about say coming back to League of Ireland? Did you mind, or you just want you just wanted to play football again? Yeah, I was. Look, I suppose any player that goes over to England will have a bit of a reluctancy of of coming back because they see it as a bit of a bit of a failure, maybe. Um, and I was, I I probably was, but at the time I was I was a bit naive. I just I saw it coming back as a bit of a step back, uh, coming back to the League of Ireland. But I was. You know, I was I was completely wrong because obviously I didn't, I'd never really played, I hadn't played in the League of Ireland, so I didn't really know what to expect. Um, and like I said, it was it was it was the best thing I could have done because I needed to just get back playing and get back loving loving what I did. And um, I kind of lost that obviously once you have that disappointment of being of being released. So um, yeah, that was the idea of just going back home, getting games under my belt, getting that experience, and just start enjoying my football again. And I suppose take two steps back to maybe take a couple of steps forward and, and that was the idea of coming home exactly that's what I mean like and obviously your first season at Strata you, you got fans player of the year which was which was brilliant and then and then you left then um, to go to Cork was that a hard decision to leave Strata after getting fans player of the year or was it just you wanted to go I know Cork were up and coming at the time and they had a brilliant team um, was it yeah. hard leaving or was it was it kind of an easy decision because I know League of Ireland it's 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 all about kind of where the like where where the money is really like cause yeah yeah no no it was it was it was difficult because like I said I I'll always hold Drotter close to my heart because they gave me an opportunity of 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 you know put myself in the shop window and 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 obviously uh, having having those opportunities and um we actually started building a decent team at the time but like I said financially it was just it, it was going to be hard for Drotter to keep hold there you know they're better players and that was obviously the case with myself and there was a few more who left after me as well it was which was disappointing because i suppose if the money side of it was was probably a bit better then i would have been looking to stay because we enjoyed it there um darius kearns was the 
was the manager at the time and Damien Richardson came in halfway through the season and they were brilliant like and they obviously were doing their best to try and get there but obviously kind of accepted the fact that they might lose us to to the bigger clubs in the league like like the, like the likes of Cork and stuff like that so um yeah it was difficult but obviously like I said when when Cork came came knocking they were a club up and coming at the time um they were building something pretty good down there and it was a massive club and you know it was just a, it was a no-brainer really if I wanted to kind of progress my career yeah that's been and obviously it was a good move for you as well because you obviously you won the, the FEI Cup mm. uh you were it was yourselves in Dr- or Dundalk that that were kind of fighting out the league um yeah Cause I remember when I was when I was with Rovers, then came the time we we finished third, and it was all, it was the two E. You were well ahead. I think you were a good few points ahead of us. Like, and yeah, there was yeah. always that gap. Like, and remember you used to always play and have those kind of ding dong battles. And yeah, yeah. But like, um, like did you go to Cork with kind of in mind of trying to go back to England, or was it just to go back and keep playing and keep keep kind of progressing? Um. I think yeah. When when I went to Cork, it was because it was such a massive club. It was just like I, I need to, you know, first and foremost, just appreciate the fact that I'm I'm back playing a, a big club again, um, and a club that had had massive ambition at the time. Um, obviously, in the back of my head, it was getting back to the UK was always something that that I wanted. Like I said, I originally met the met the missus over here, and she moved, you know, moved back to Ireland with me, and that was always kind of the idea of of hopefully one day getting back over to the UK to settle down. So that was always in the back of our head. But um, at the time, once I signed for Cork, I was just happy to be there and, and knew I was at a massive club. And it was just about concentrating and trying to bring as much success to the club as possible, which which obviously kind of helped you over the over the couple of couple of seasons I was there. That was, and then obviously you went to you went to Galway then with Shane Keegan. Um, yeah. Remember they remember that team that you had. I, brilliant it was a brilliant team and you just, you somehow yeah, got yeah. relegated which was kind yeah, of a bit crazy. bizarre like yeah no I've, like i still speak to a lot of the boys who, who i was there at the time um and it's yeah any anyone that i speak to who, who knows the league of Ireland always says to me it's it's probably one of the best teams to ever get relegated from the league it was just like the, t- the team that we built that shane put together was was really strong like um we just had a we just had an absolute nightmare start. I don't think we won in in the first ten games. Um, I think it was ten games before we actually won a game. So we were playing catch up then, and then the second part of the season, our our form was I think it was second or third in the league, like in regards to how many points we were picking up. Um, and ultimately, then we just kind of ran out of games in the end. So that was that was disappointing. That's always something that kind of stings a bit with me that 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 it ended that way with with Galway because again, I'd kind of come off. An enjoyable two years at Cork, frustrating at the same time. I didn't play as regular as I would have wanted to. And, um, I had the opportunity to go to Galway and you know be a mainstay and and, and play a regular. Um, so yeah, I was just disappointed the way it ended. And like we said, we had a, we had a good group and Shane Shane obviously was a top man. We had great staff there as well. So um, that was that's a disappointment that will always stick with me really. Yeah, yeah. No, because I remember the type of football that you played like, and it was it was literally just attacking football and yeah it was mad yeah it was just the, like the team you had I was just I couldn't believe like that like the way like the way it ended for you but sure look it's that's football as they say like like did you mind yeah. the moving of say you're going up to Jota then down to Cork and then back up to Galway and then you end up going back down to Waterford like did you mind mm-hmm. all the moving or yeah look it, it wasn't ideal but you know yourself Mike it's that's just kind of the way the League of Ireland is it's a lot of the time it's just year to year contracts it's it's a bit of a merry-go-round every every off season um 
so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't ideal because it's you get settled in one place and like I said, I was I was in Cork for two years. That was the longest I was anywhere. Um, and you do you get settled and you get settled with your teammates and you meet people outside of outside of the club and um, so yeah, it's you know it wasn't it wasn't ideal, but I suppose it was just part and parcel. I just had to go where where the next best move was and. Um, that was obviously the thinking going from Cork to Galway, and then obviously Galway down to down to Waterford. Yeah, actually, uh, you had a brilliant first season in that in the Premier Division. You finished fourth at the time, wasn't it, to get into your to Europa League? And yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember. Remember actually, the year after then, we actually got into. I was with with Pat's same Pat's at the I know, time. Oh yeah, he got in the heady. But I didn't even know when I was signing with Pat's. They said to me like that. Oh yeah, we're going to be in York. Waterford aren't going to get in but I didn't yeah, really right. take notes I was just like okay, what <laughs> yeah. the, what's going on here like but just remember like it was just a bizarre just a bizarre thing like it's just I thought it was Waterford were just unfortunate um and yeah, it, it was a weird situation yeah yeah like with the owner no um your man power like he was what was what was he like I know it, I know there was trouble there of you trying to get your European bonuses and all that stuff mm-hmm. like was it was it a good club to be at, at the time, or was it just like you kind of just played because you had you had you had good players, but you all seemed very close as well? No, we did. Like I loved it there. Actually, loved it. Like we we had an unbelievable group. It's one of the best groups I've been involved in. And um, obviously, Alan Reynolds feeling well. Like Rennie was the gaffer there, and he was he was different class as well um, in regards to, like man management and that. He was he was he was spot on with everyone and. He was always getting the best out of the players, and we probably overachieved that season. Our first season back in the in the Premier Division, we ended up finishing fourth, and like you said, should have really got that Europa League space. So, um, no, I, I enjoyed it there. Obviously, didn't have many dealings with the with the with the owner himself, um, but yeah, there was a few things going on behind the scenes that were just a bit a bit kind of Mickey Mouse and stuff like that, which was which was frustrating because the way I looked at it is. The club had so much potential to to really kick on after that season, finishing fourth, um, and it never really did, which was which is disappointing. And I know it's I still speak to some Waterford fans, and you know they're obviously disappointed that it never it, it, that the club never kicked on when it should have when it should have kind of struck while the iron was hot. So um, yeah, that'll that'll obviously be a disappointment for them, and you know it was for me at the time as well. Yeah, yeah, cause it's like Nick Iron, like a club puts money in one season and then they do well, and after that, then they, they slash their budget, which yeah. is I just don't get. It. Obviously, look, it's financial and, and all that stuff, but I I just don't get it why you you go all out for one year and then you slash your budget and then you're just kind of going back to rele- relegation, just holding up. I, I ne- I've never got my head around that really. No, no, no it doesn't make much sense. No, does it, not really. And then so obviously after that, then you went and signed back over to to England, and uh, you signed with Hartlepool. That's obviously sure, close yeah. close to Hull, and mm. it was obviously probably what you wanted with you and you and your missus, and getting getting settled back in, and probably basically kind of moving back home, really. Yeah, for you. yeah, yeah. Well, kind of... yeah. Look, like I said, when we originally moved back to Ireland, it was always in in the back of both our minds about moving back over and obviously settling down, making roots over here. Because, like I said, Hull was kind of like a second home to me because I was well settled, obviously before um, before we ended up moving back to Ireland. So. I never had an issue really myself moving back over. I had had a lot of friends here and met a lot of good people here as well. So um, no, it was good to be able to get back. And then it was just about trying to find a club within within a decent distance, obviously from Hull and Hartlepool. Obviously came up. It was you know it was commutable basically. Um, so yeah, that just came up and it was a big club. I knew it was a big club, but obviously 
played against him a couple of times throughout the years and um, knew it had a massive fan base and it was it had gone through a, a you know a few tough years and was was in the league it was in and probably definitely did, like shouldn't have been in the league it was in so it was just it was a I suppose when the the offer came it was it was like a challenge that I saw of hopefully getting the club back into the EFL um, and that was one that I was kind of looking forward to to doing really yeah because that cause, no, cause like with you I remember always you always had this great worth ethic and you had your attitude was always spot on 100% and like obviously it was rewarded then with, when you got promoted uh, with Hartlepool last year and playing in Wembley and what was that like playing in Wembley in a big big stadium like and obviously their well, keeper scored in stoppage time probably yeah, a bit of a shock the, yeah well the actual the actual final itself wasn't in Wembley because of the Euros this year it, it would have been um, it was actually in Bristol that final oh was it yeah yeah it was, what, it was one the one year we get to the playoff final, we can't play at Wembley because obviously the the Euros were obviously going on at the time, so they ended up being um, Bristol City's ground and Ashton Gate. So that was a bit of um, what was I what was I watching then? I must have been fucking watching something. To be else, fair, so. it looks it looks similar. It's got all the red seats around it, so it looks it looks fairly similar. It's like big stadium and that it was yeah. I was supposed to a nice stadium. Yeah, yeah, and the, the atmosphere was brilliant. Yeah, so no, that was a that was a special day. Like yeah, what well, what was it like in the change room after that and the and the, the days after? Oh, it was class, man. It was unbelievable. The best, best week I've ever had. Like, it was just, it was just absolute madness for a full week. Like, just, yeah. I suppose yeah. I didn't didn't really have a sober day, if I'm being honest, Mike. I was nonstop for for the <laughs> too, whole week. Too, like, right. so, I'd probably yeah. still be drunk now if that was me. <laughs> so, um, no, cause I remember remember the song, remember the song that they had about you. I thought it was, oh, I thought I thought it was brilliant. Even I got goosebumps just because of like annoy and how yeah. how well they warmed to you and all that stuff. I said that was a a great feeling, like and. Especially when your yeah. name's getting chanted, it's it's a great feeling, isn't it? Ah, yes. Yeah, like it's, it's surreal, really. Like you, you never really kind of get used to it. Like that's that stuff you kind of you get into football for is to obviously like you know be liked by the fans and 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 have, have your have your name sung and in in the in the stands and stuff like that. So um, yeah, that's something that you kind of never really get used to. But I know it's class. Like it's it's always nice to nice to hear. And they were belting it out that day and. For the you know the week that followed then as well. Yeah, that that was brilliant. Then obviously you got um the season started in last last Saturday then and of course you got a stoppage time winner, what one nil. I'd say that was a great start. Yeah, no, no, it was massive for us. Like we we knew going into the game that we needed to get off to a good start because I suppose even from me just you know learning from personal experience like say with Galway you don't get that first win and. Then you go into the second game a bit more pressure, and you don't get it again, and it just it spirals. Then and you kind of once you get that monkey off the back like as early as possible, then I suppose it kind of you kind of you can kind of not relax a bit, but you can kind of like uh, open up a bit and yeah. don't have that that added pressure of going into games. So it was important to get off to a good start, and um, yeah, for me personally, obviously getting the getting the winner and stoppage time is yeah, I couldn't have uh, couldn't have asked for a better day really. Yeah, no, because I remember looking at it and I was like, what a finish. That was a striker's finish. Van Nistelrooy, yes. On the, on the, on the chest, that's from watching him, watching him all the days. Or even watching me probably down down the green there, down in Westfield. <laughs> down in the green or out in Buckley <laughs> Park. All those covers. Out, out summer, yeah. I was, yeah. Um, yeah, so I suppose, like with everything, obviously like, like life's good for you and and that's fantastic. And you're, you're getting married as well, yeah, engaged. Yeah, so it's just about yeah planning the wedding, mate. Planning uh, the wedding and and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, and yeah. obviously you want to um bring up Mary, your your mother. Um, she was a great influence on you. 
through that. Uh, she was, yeah. Through, yeah, through she was. Obviously, you will have known her well, obviously, Mike, over the years. And, um, yeah, she was, she was like my biggest supporter. Um, and I suppose she was with everyone. She was the same with, with yourself. She was the same with, with Ronan and always wanted us to do well and, you know, achieve what, what, what we could achieve and that. So, um, yeah, look, it was probably toughest time of my life losing her and but yeah it's just it's one of them you just kind of have to have to get on with it and I know she just want me to try and make the you know the best of myself whether that's in football or outside of football um and just try and do her proud you know as proud as I can so that's that's basically just what I've been trying to do yeah exactly because she always, she always kept tabs on remember she used to always text me asking me how I was getting on and she yeah, always, yeah. always she was always great like that and no doubt she's she's proud of you and and what you've what you've become and I'm sure there's, there'll be plenty more good moments for you as well. Hopefully, man. Hopefully. Hopefully. Right, Rasko. Well, uh, thanks for that, Gavin. That was appreciated. I was a bit nervous there being on this side of it. First time doing it, and you made it, it. Yeah, made it pretty it. easy for me. No, no, you smashed it. Yeah, you're a natural. natural. Uh, I wouldn't say that now, but sure. Look, <laughs> well, the only bad thing is now I have to go back to work. Ah, uh, no. I know. So, so that's it now, so... Well, I appreciate that, Gavin, and um, good luck for the rest of the season. I'm sure I'll be talking to you anyway. Yeah, hopefully. Well, hopefully I'll get home soon. We'll have a few, uh, yeah. few points in the catch-up. Yeah, no doubt about Top man, Mike. Right, cheers, Gav. Yeah, thanks very much, that. So that's my first podcast done and dusted, and we'll have plenty more coming, and hopefully it'll be as enjoyable as this as, as I'm getting used to it now. Hopefully I'll be getting better at it. So, um, yeah, looking forward to, to getting to talk to more people, and, and hope you get to enjoy it as well. Oh, he left the fire! Two goalkeepers in the net, you wouldn't say that well.